What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show, man. It's Thursday here, last NBA uh, day before All-Star break in this one, guys. I'm your host, Jay Money. We got our guy, Josh, with us. We also have our guy, Ski Prophet, as well, with this. Um, Ski, how you doing over there, my brother? Everything cool with you? I'm doing all right. Um, yesterday, in general, for me, I did end up with like 11 plays, and I went 6-5, and five, so that's okay. Could be better. But I'm frustrated because the plays that I put on this show – we're the ones that were not winners, so I got to start putting the better ones on this show, and uh, we'll try to start doing that today. Yes, yeah, you don't be hurting the record for us overall, Rick. Now I'm making you, man, but <laughs> I, I am. Volume no, you being here. honest. Nah, you could see. I, I don't even pay attention to it, uh, to be honest. So I'm only paying attention to my, my my own record, trying to get some cash. But Josh, how you doing over there, my brother? Everything cool with you? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Yesterday was a, a brutal one for the most part. Like just the way things, the cards fell were not too kind having an over in Houston, Oklahoma City that somehow fell under in the fourth quarter because they scored seven points in the final four and a half minutes combined was pretty tough to watch. But uh, yeah, let's let's flip it. Let's get some luck going our way today and hopefully things turn before we go into that all-star break. Yeah, let's get some luck. Oh, man, we I know I sure need it, man. But we're here every single day, Monday through Friday, guys. Whenever there's an NBA game, we're here breaking you guys down with our best bets. First, let's go over our best bet record for the season before we get to breaking down some games for you guys here. Uh, 592 total plays, guys. We are sitting at 286 wins, 299 losses, and seven pushes in that one, guys. So um, we, we, we're trying to get some cash. Josh has been keeping us afloat in this one, man. But uh, we, we got uh, Josh and Chris been keeping us afloat so we got to get some cash man start stacking up these wins ski uh myself and you man so let's get straight to it here today guys we do have three games on the card let's go to the first one up we're heading to the streets of chicago where we have the chicago bulls getting seven points at the house here from the milwaukee bucks here land seven on the road if you'd like to go with the money line here bucks are land minus 270 on the road uh bulls are getting back plus 220 at home here's the home underdog over and under sitting at 229 in this one ski um how you looking at this game my brother do you think that the bulls can beat the books for three straight times this year uh well i'm looking at the total a little bit more than the side and really i'm just looking at how both of these teams have been playing they're combined 10 and 3 to the under the last two weeks combined to average about 221 and a half points and if you look at the home row splits it's six and one to the under um if you look at all season long home row splits they are 37 and 19 to the under uh with those games combining the average two a little bit under 225 points so all of those numbers get us under what we're looking at today. You have a Bucks team off an overtime game and uh, a Chicago team without rest. I just think those two things line up as though like they'll be tired by the end of the game, knowing they have you know a little bit of a vacation coming up. I, I just see less effort. I still think you can get guys rolled out. I know we have DeRozan rolled out. That's a good amount of points. I think about 25 points per game uh, missing from the Chicago side. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if we still continue to get people ruled out. I looked at division games um, for a rested team off an overtime game versus an opponent on a back-to-back. I have it as 21-7 and seven to the under going back to 2014. Uh, and if you look at past three years, um, it's 11-2 and two to the under. The average total was 221 in those games when averaged by about 12.5 points per game. So all of that stuff. Last five game stats, Chicago is the worst offensive rated team in the league. And you have a Bucks team who's top five defensive rated, Bucks team who's top five defending the three. So all that lines up for under the 229 for me today. 
Yeah, I couldn't talk you off that. Um, just look, me personally, looking at the side in this one, and I could only look towards the Bucks in this one. They do have double revenge. The Bulls are in absolute shambles right now, guys. Um, they had a 24-point 24 24 lead yesterday versus the Indiana Pacers. Let the Pacers come all the way back and win that game by four points. You look at Zach Levine after the game, he looks very defeated. Uh, he won't be getting DeRozan back here to help him out as well. It's basically uh, Levine and Kobe White having to go off for the team. Uh, I do not like the state of the Bulls right now. Me personally, I would go, I would go nowhere near even looking to back this team right now, Josh. Um, but they are getting seven here at the house here um, in this big spot versus the Milwaukee Bucks. They have uh, won three straight versus them, I believe, but two this season here, Josh. How are you looking at this game, brother? Yeah, this one's an easy pass because my numbers tell me to play the Bulls and I don't want to be doing that at all. There's no way I'm putting my money on the Chicago team in any way, shape or form at the moment. But uh, like I said, I do show a little bit of line value that way. I have it kind of between five, five and a half. So you can get seven and a half now. It might probably pop up at eight again. It was at eight a little bit earlier today, uh, in which case, you know, you're paying an absolute premium to ride Milwaukee in this spot and in this situation. It, it, it's hard to to guarantee a certain level of motivation from some of these teams as well when it's a final game before that All-Star break. You've got players, you know, looking for, looking for a holiday, players who are sort of prepping for All-Star weekend. So um, it does make things a little bit tricky to, to sort of, I think, get a proper gauge of where teams really stand right now in this one. But I think one thing, and we saw yesterday in particular, it's the road teams that are struggling to show up at the moment. Um, you know, I think home teams went 9-1 and one straight up yesterday, 8-2 and two against the spread. Uh, that doesn't really surprise me. You know, like I said, in a spot and situation like this where a lot of players and a lot of teams are already looking forward to a holiday and some time off, uh, it's tough to motivate yourself one last time on the road. So for me, it, it's Chicago grabbing the points is probably the value side. But again, there's no way in the world uh, I'll be putting my money on the Bulls right now because they look a complete mess. The issues that exist between Levine and Billy Donovan are obviously clear, I think, at this point uh, and playing a pretty big part in that locker room and, and the performances on the court as well. So uh, I won't be getting involved in this one. I do like an under as well. Number shows value there. So agree with Ski. Uh, numbers value on Chicago, but you know I, I don't really need to talk you out of betting Chicago. I think everyone that watches the show should know very well that you don't want to be betting the Bulls right now. Now, that's a fact right there, man. 0-5 straight up and against the spread last five games the Bulls are, and I see no signs of improvement or wanting to get over that skid. I know they had a, they came out hot yesterday, man, but it's such a defeating loss. Zach Levine looks very defeated after that game in that one, man. So uh, I'm sure he wished that he got traded in that one. I'll throw out a heavy lean to the Milwaukee Bucks side. They've won 11 straight, definitely have double revenge in this one. I think they want to come out here and smash the Bulls. And last thing, shout out to our guy Mitch Armstrong in the chat with the assist Look for the Sumno. He said he's averaged 4.4 assists. I believe you can get his over assists at over three and a half. So that's a good look from our guy Mitch Armstrong in the chat in that one, guys. So over here, so no official plays for us on this game, uh, in this one, guys. Let's head over here to the next game. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Ski. Ski has the under 229 <laughs> in this one. Ski, you're surprised you didn't have about three plays on this game, man. But Ski <laughs> official with the under 229 in this one. My bad, my guy. Uh, let's head over here to the next game, guys. We're going to the streets of Minnesota here, uh, trying to howl with those Wolves, maybe, man. Got the Wolves land three points at the house versus the uh, Washington Wizards in this one. If you'd like to go with Moneyline, Wolves are land minus 150 is the home favor here. Wizards getting back plus 130 on the road in this one. Over and under sitting at 235 in this one, Ski. Um, could you talk me into howling with the Wolves in this particular game? Well, I do lean towards the Wolves. Um, I, they do have the rest advantage, and I know rest advantage hasn't really been as great this year. Um, but in general, 
home favorites, rest advantage. They win 72.5% of the time straight up. I feel like minus three or minus two and a half, whatever it is, is just asking them to win. Um, and this year, even it being a down year, they're still 66.5% winner straight up. So even if you were to play the money line at minus two and a half or, or minus three is going to be minus 150 or less, that's about 60% implied probability. And that tells me that it's probably a good bet. The Minnesota team, you know, I, I feel like they're – they're like they're better playing now without D'Angelo Russell on the team. They didn't like him. Uh, they couldn't wait to get him out of the locker room, and um, they're four and two without him. So I think they have that going for them. The one thing I'm worried about is if Gobert doesn't play, like who's really going to be playing any defense? Like uh, Porzingis could have a big night down there. Um, I just I would hope that they have some kind of rim protection tonight. That's just how I feel. So I didn't play it yet. The way that I decided to play this game, I went to the prop market and um, it was between KP, like I mentioned, and Kuzma. I shied away from KP today just because he plays a little bit better at home than on the road. Um, But he's been good with his three point makes. And we do have a Minnesota team that's bottom 10 defending the three. So I looked at Kuzma. He's the opposite. He's a little bit better on the road for his bottom 10 three point defenses. um, He's played 18 games so far. Um, averaging 23.6 points in those matchups, 2.83 pointers made. But on the road, his points go up from 23.6 to 25.7. His point prop tonight is 22 and a half, and it was plus 110 to take it. So, you know, he's going to get the volume, and um, I think he can get to 23 points tonight. You all, it's also, I forgot to mention, Minnesota's 28th ranked versus forwards as far as points allowed. So that's why I like Kuzma tonight. It's a good look there, Ski. It's a good look. And now, man, I'm, I'm the only way I can look at this game is the Wolves, in my opinion. I want to find some type of way to get to get on the Wolves in this game. This is a double revenge. So this is a revenge spot from this year, but they have actually lost six straight games to the Wizards going back to 2019. Obviously, those were totally different teams. But as far as this year, I do think the Wolves are a bit better uh, all-around type of team. And if you look at the last game, Josh, when the Wolves got smacked up 142 to 127 in Washington, D.C., that was an absolute horrible spot for them. They had came from Charlotte. Then they went home to, to face the Golden State Warriors. And then on the third game in four nights, they had and ro- a home road back to back. They had to travel from Washington to Washington D.C. from Minnesota um, after the playing the Warriors. And then they were never in that game. Got absolutely smoked. Now the Wolves are at the house. They're rested. Uh, I definitely think they remember that game, giving up 142 points. Um, I just feel like this is a revenge spot for the Wolves. They're at the house, Josh. You talked about the home teams uh, doing well yesterday. It may continue in this particular game. How are you looking at this one? Yeah, I think if there's any game on today's slate where it really sort of carries over, I think it's going to be this one, Washington, um, you know, in a, a bit of a tough spot for them coming off of a couple of games now on the West Coast. They're a team that's probably looking forward to the break more so than any other, I think. Uh, I, I like this spot a lot for Minnesota. I like the matchup a lot for Minnesota. I think that the Timberwolves are going to be a buy-on team going forward. Uh, I love the acquisition of Mike Conley. I think that they're uh, completely in unison now. I think on the court, their performances are still better than what the market is rating them as. Uh, you know, we're seeing this drop to sort of two and a half, which is kind of implying that these two teams would be a pick on a neutral court. And I don't think that's fair at all. I have Minnesota probably about this price on a neutral. So to get them at a cheap number at home, I think that's a great price for Minnesota. I think that offensively, they're going to be able to get theirs. I do think Gobert plays today as well uh, before the All-Star break. There's no reason to sit him out. He's going to get enough rest anyway. So uh, I, I take, I, I'd expect him to play 
Um, and defensively, you know, if he's there, then he's obviously the anchor to this team. And what they do in the half court is uh, a lot better as well than what's showing up in the box scores at the moment. And I think that Washington's offense is scorching hot as it's been. If you dive into some of their individual box scores and analytics from the last five games, they've been overperforming on the offensive end for a long time now. Uh, so we should expect some regression there, which is also why I ended up playing on an under here. I think, you know, the number of possessions in this game probably going to be lower than uh, than what we currently are projecting at the current market total of 235. So I have this projected for about 102 possessions, which means if they're going to clear 235, we need both teams score, uh, shooting over 50% from the floor. And I just don't see that happening tonight. Uh, I think Minnesota's defense can lock in and keep Washington at bay. So the under for me, the top look and official play, but there's a very good chance I get involved with Minnesota here as well on the side. That's a fact right there, Josh. Definitely need Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert out there. You need both of those guys. But yeah. one thing that Ski touched on, they, they really love playing with Mike Conley. He is a pass-first uh, point guard. It's a huge difference from uh, D'Angelo Russell where he was scoring first. So now they're getting the uh, whole team involved. And everything that I'm hearing coming out of the locker room is that they're very excited having a pass-first point guard. The ball is really moving over there. So I expect them to keep it going um, from, that, from that Mavs game when they start out hot. I expect the Timberwolves to keep it going here, Josh. And you're right. They're facing up a much the Wizards are facing up against a much different defense than they are in the Portland Trailblazers in this one. Josh rocking with the under uh, in this one official, and our guy Ski is going with um, Kyle Kuzma over 22 and a half points in this one, my guys. And I'd like the Wool. I'd be leaning towards the Wolves in that one as long as Gobert and um, and Kyle Anderson play, guys. So obviously they're still questionable right now. So up here to the last game here, guys. Uh, going to the streets of Phoenix here. We have the Phoenix Suns land a point here at the house from the Los Angeles Clippers in this one. Get back a point on the road in this one. Over and under sitting at 221 and a half in this one. And I like the clips in this one, man. I think this is a huge game, uh, in my opinion, for the division. Um, and the Clippers have lost two straight two times already to the Phoenix Suns this year. So this is a big game, even for the Clippers to say that, hey, we can do it. And one of your chances to get a win over the Suns before they get Kevin Durant as well, Ski. I know you don't like the Clippers at all, but um, do you have anything on this game, my brother? Well, this was my least favorite game out of the three. Um I, if I'm playing anything in this one, I would just be looking at Aiden. I, I just feel like he's been playing pretty good lately. Um, his rebound prop is 10 and a half. I know he's cleared it five of the last seven games. And the Clippers, uh, Zubac hasn't been consistent as far as the rebounds are concerned. And I know for their last five games, they've allowed somebody to have 11 plus rebounds. So I think that somebody is Aiden tonight. As far as the game, Clippers on the road, more of an over team. I'm um, looking at both teams, number five and number six, as far as three-point percentage so far this season. So maybe I'll lean towards over, but don't feel strong on the side of total. Like I said, if I'm playing it, it will be eight in rebounds. No, that's a fact right there, man. Hey, the Clippers did add some reinforcements, though, on the back end, uh, on the off that bench there, Josh. At least they have Plumlee um, off the bench before. They didn't have a single uh, backup center coming off the bench. I like the the moves that the Clippers made, um, and their three guys are playing right now. The Suns, last, my point on this one, trading away Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges will really show up tonight in this one, Josh. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I think this is the matchup where it really comes to the four where, you, you know, you're down wings against a team that has seemingly infinite wings uh, and a lot of depth as well to back it up. I, I like the acquisition the Clippers made as well, and I like how all of those players looked in their first game out. I thought Bones off the bench gave them a really good jolt of pace uh, and production offensively. Uh, I, like you said, I think Mason Plumley is a perfect fit for them, not just in terms of providing another big body, but having a big that uh, is a great passer and that they can run the offense 
defense for them in the post. It's kind of like what Hartenstein was doing for them last season and was fantastic mm-hmm. for them. He was closing games for them because he could play as a playmaker in the post for them. Uh, I think Plumley might be the same. There's going to be games where he ends up being the closer for them because of what he can do, not just as uh, a big body in rebounding the basketball, but helping run that offense and create space for Paul George and for Kawhi Leonard. So I, I do lean towards the Clippers here. I think that that's probably the side, uh, but I think the price is fair. You know, this game really is a coin flip. I think the Suns are certainly rolling in the right direction. At home, they're always going to be a tough out. Um, I think their starting lineup is still going to be solid enough in this particular matchup. But when it comes to bench production, those Clippers new boys, I think, could play a pretty big part in this one tonight and helping them steal a road win. So I lean towards the Clippers. I make this uh, minus one for the Clippers. So, you know, I'm basically at market as well. I don't see a huge edge either way. Uh, And I do lean towards the over. I think this market has come down about three, three and a half points since opener now. Um, just watching what the Clippers were doing last game, like I said, having Bones off the bench really helps give them a jolt and pace uh, on offense, and that really changes, I think, the landscape for them. So we're going to start seeing a lot of these low totals for the Clippers start sailing over just because the pace of play is going to be a little bit higher than what it was to start the season. So that could create some good opportunities, not just tonight, but going forward. Um, So I will pass on this game, but I do lean towards the over is probably the top look and the Clippers as well if I had to pick a side. Exactly. It's definitely a tough game, guys, but I'm rocking with the Clippers in this one. Uh, I'm trying to go get a little fade, a little haircut today, man. It's time to go hit the barbershop. Give me the Clippers in this one. Plus the one, I think they win this game handily, my guys. Get some revenge over the Suns here in this one, man. So uh, now it's time to get to some Q&A in this one, guys. We got some great questions in the chat. Let's go ahead and knock them out. Uh, the top question in the chat before we get out of here, go a little vacay in this one, guys. Uh, first question up, our guy Mitch Armstrong in the chat says, is there uh, so is there norm is there value on Norman Powell Plus two seventy five to get uh, or to get six man in a year, Josh. We know you like the uh, props in that one. Yeah, I uh, touched on this yesterday on my show. I, I'm on Tyrese Maxey. I think Maxey is going to be the favorite for the award sooner rather than later. Uh, the only question is, you know, ensuring that he qualifies for the award. If the Sixers get injuries to their starting lineup and Maxey has to start, I think it's at least six or eight games. After the All-Star break, he won't qualify because he would have started too many games. But um, as long as he's there or thereabouts, for me, it's all Tyrese Maxey. I think the price for him is easily the best on the marketplace. That said, I do think it's between him and Norman Powell. So, uh, you know, once the market does sort of adjust to those two being front runners, um, you know, you can make an argument that there is still value on Powell at that current price as well because I think he's going to shorten. So I wouldn't talk you out of putting something on Powell. I just think that if you're going to do that, make sure you have some Maxey in your back pocket as well. That's a great point. It's a great point there, my guy. Ski, next question here. Um, our guy, Mitch Armstrong, again, or another one. Conley is a pass-first point guard over there in Mini. Can we expect better production from guys like Gobert and McDaniel, Ski? I would say, yeah. I mean, he's played with Gobert before. I'm sure, you know, he knows um, what how, he knows how to get him set up as best as anybody else in the league. So I would think his production improves. And, yeah, I mean, Anthony Edwards will have to fight for shots and uh, – I do think he'll to answer your question. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And last question up from our guy Corday. Hopefully, how you say his name. Hey guys, LA Phoenix is too. Is it too late to take the under, Josh? I believe you you lean the over in this game, right? Yeah, yeah, largely because of that market movement. I think you're right. It, it opened at about 224, 224 and a half mm-hmm. in some places. It, it's hard to, to recommend grabbing an under now at this point when you're losing sort of three, three and a half points of value there. So I, I think you probably missed the boat on that one. I'd, I'd just sit that one out if you wanted to play the under. Um, but like I said, for me, it's, it's just presented value the other way now. But yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with leaning towards the under. I just disagree with buying it at this point now that the market sort of moved as heavily as it has. That's a fat there, Ski. What do you think about the Clippers Phoenix under, my brother? 
I don't like this game. I don't want to tell people anything and just go put your money on it. You know, I, go go put your money on the other two games I, I talked about. <laughs> if you want, my I opinion. dig it. I dig it. She say no opinion on that one, but we do have some official plays, guys. So let's get let's go ahead and recap our best bets in this one, man. Before we get out of here, um, in this one, man, our guy Josh rocking with the, the total king in this one, man. He's taking Wizards t- uh, Timberwolves under two thirty five in this one. I'm taking the Clippers plus the one in that one to go to to give those sons a haircut in that one. Our guy Ski is taking Bucks Bulls under two twenty nine. He's also taking Kyle Kuzma over twenty two and a half points. He plays for the Wizards in that one, guys. Uh, we'd love to do the show for you guys, man. Hit the like button. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. All that good stuff, man. And you can follow us on Twitter as well, at punt underscore school, at Ski Profit. I'm at J Money is Money. Uh, we're here every day, Monday through Friday, breaking guys off with our best NBA bets. We will be back next Thursday after the All-Star break, man. We appreciate everyone for tuning in. Let's get some cash. We're out.